0: Welcome to I Am The Church Ministries, where you are the church. For so many years, people have said church was a once-a-week activity. It was an event that you attended. Well, according to the Word of God, the church is a disciple-making movement. So here at I Am The Church of Ministries, we look to evoke and provoke the individual that is a believer in Christ Jesus to be effective and impact, first, their household, their neighborhood, their community, their workplace, and any other place that you travel to. We look to encourage each and every believer in Christ Jesus to be effective in the world today. We invite you to follow us on our various different platforms on social media, such as Facebook at I Am The Church Ministries. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at I Am The Church Ministries and also Twitch at I Am The Church Ministries. We offer many different services on our various platforms, such as our One Click to Worship on Sundays at 10 a.m. and 12.30 p.m., On Monday, we offer After the Message at 6 p.m. where we can discuss the message from Sunday. If you have any questions, you can ask right after the message on Monday. Tune in to Life Study on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. where we study from the Word of God about the believer in the abundant life. Tune in to church school on Saturdays at 9 a.m. I Am The Church Ministries is an online ministry and we invite and encourage you to visit us at www.iamthechurchministries.org. God bless you. The edition If I am the church ministries, oh my gosh, man, we have a lot of stuff to get into tonight. And I'm hoping um, I don't keep you long tonight. Hopefully, um, we can take a straight flight and uh, take a flight and get there within an hour. All right. Uh, There's so, so much we need to uh, cover. there's so much going on in today's world. We want to say good evening to Sister Karki. God bless you. Want to say good evening to Lady Kaya. God bless you. Man, we have so much to get into tonight. There's a lot going on tonight. And it's a lot going on in our world. And listen, let me just say this. That. We as believers, right, Uh, in order to grow in our prayer life, uh, one of the things that we have to do is not only hear, we hear from the Lord. Um, We assess our circumstances. The spirit gives us what we should pray about. But then also we should be in tuned uh, with everything that's going on around us. We want to say good evening to sister Catherine Rice Smith. I mean, God bless you. And man, it seems like I'm whispering, (laughs) but we have, we have so much stuff to get into. Again, uh, the Lord gives what you should pray about, but then also, uh, your circumstances will, uh, help as well. And then also the things that are going on around you, the circumstances that are going on around you, the external, Factors and situations that are going on around you will help in your prayer life, and so uh, I know most of us are familiar with uh, what's happening uh, with Ukraine uh, tonight. Uh, tonight's live is about uh, Russia and Ukraine, and uh, we're going to get into the whole biblical prophecy. Uh, I've been listening and reading and studying. And so I want to present to each of you tonight uh, what that is all about. Um, And the question I have for many of you, you don't have to answer in the comment section. If you have not already, uh, go ahead and like it and share it. We appreciate you. Subscribe for those that are on YouTube. Um is Russia in the Bible? Is Russia in the Bible? Now, for tonight's discussion, because I'm not gonna I'm I'm gonna try not to hold you alone tonight. Ukraine was attacked Believe last week By Russia And it's interesting I have heard uh, The many explanations uh, Where people put it in common terms About what's going on between Russia And Ukraine And so I'm going to read About the relationship between Russia and Ukraine uh, I love that they were able to paraphrase it and put it in terms where uh, people can understand what's going on. And then I'm going to come in and just give uh, give insight and just add to it. All right. And so for those that are tuning in right now, it says for those that are wondering what's really going on with Russia and Ukraine, here it is in simplistic terms. Ukraine used to be in an abusive relationship with Russia. Feeding him, letting him use her car And giving him whatever he asked for Until she built up the confidence To call it quits back in 1991 So uh, Russia and Ukraine was in a relationship Um, uh, They was in the Soviet Union together Then the Soviet Union ended up dissolving Um, uh, And so 1991, Ukraine uh, declared his independence. Since then, Ukraine has been working on herself, becoming a strong, independent woman, with the help from friends like uh, France, America, Poland, and etc., offering her support, loaning her money, and helping her find her own way. According to research, my brothers and my sisters, I believe America gave about it's either eighty million or two hundred million to Ukraine. In security aid. Now, the United States of America is part of NATO. All right. Now, what is NATO, my brothers and my sisters? Because that's important to know what NATO is all about. All right. So, what is NATO? Right. It's the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. All right. So, America is part of it. Um, and there's other countries that are a part of the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. America, along with a couple of other countries, are trying to recruit Ukraine. So they're giving Ukraine all types of resources. All right. Let's keep reading. Since then, Ukraine has been working on herself becoming a strong, independent woman with the help from friends like France, American, Poland, on the Red read that. Offer her support, support, loaning her money and helping her find her way. Ukraine has been enjoying being single for 30 years and looking forward to continuing to grow and create new friendships. Now, Russia being the toxic ex that it wants it is uh it is wants her back and doesn't want her meeting new people or creating any new relationships. In other words, Russia wants Ukraine back. A couple of weeks ago, Russia started sitting in front of Ukraine's house, and when her friends asked him what was he doing there, he said, Oh, nothing, just a little bit of exercise, and that's also uh Russia uh in the news. Russia was sending, like, troops and and all of that over to Ukraine, and they were just saying, oh, we're just exercising, we're just doing this and that. Uh, but we don't plan to uh, launch an attack against Ukraine. Now, Russia is much larger than Ukraine. And so Russia wants to reclaim Ukraine. <laughs> that rhymes, actually. All right, here we go. After her friends told her that Russia was potentially getting ready to do something bad to her, he said they're lying. They just want you to be scared of me, and that's not what it is. So now the leaders around the country, around the world rather, had already speculated Ukraine was, uh, I mean, not Ukraine, Russia was up to no good. So then Russia broke into Ukraine's house, beating her up and taking advantage of her while on live stream and double dog daring any of her friends to do something about it. And if they uh, do uh, want the smoke, Russia got that thing on. So in other words, uh, president of Russia, uh, Vladimir Putin, uh, he went went live last week and dead. anybody like, hey, they y'all to come up against us Because guess what You gonna be in for a rude awakening Alright So We're dealing with Russia Going ahead and attacking Ukraine Wanting to reclaim Ukraine Alright So Many people Have speculated and Russia is trying to get back to the place of being the supreme power of the world because Russia at one time Russia was the it so to speak yep so what ended up happening my brothers and my sisters we end up saying that they are being attacked, and so one of the things that uh, America, uh, President Biden, which I want to encourage each, uh, each of you to make sure you tune in to his, um, his State of the Union address. That comes on tonight, I believe, at 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, 8 o'clock Central Time, um, I think 6 o'clock West Coast Time, Pacific Time, there you go. I think all right. And I want you to um, pay attention uh, to what he has to say. All right. Since then sanctions have been, um, uh, uh, opposed to Russia. Um, and so as far as like the freezing of <clears throat> money, uh, Russia has a few, uh, have money and banks over here in America and, uh, President Biden said we're going to post these uh, sanctions and it's going to slow down the business. They're not going to be able to do what they do. Uh, There have been corporations such as Apple uh, that are not selling any uh, more products anything like that. And uh, Russia is continuing to carry out its attacks on Ukraine. So over here in America, I know some people are saying, how does that affect us? Well, we get a lot of our oil and gas from over there, from Russia. So I don't know about y'all, but have you looked at the gas price? First of all, coming into 2022, there's been an inflation. And there's the inflation, the prices of things go up, which is not a good thing. That's why shameless plug President Biden needs to go ahead And forget these student loans I'm just saying Praise God Put that on the prayer list Alright So As we're moving forward My brothers and my sisters I've been listening To people present about Russia being in the Bible many people have said according to the text to biblical text that Russia is explicitly in the Bible and i have been listening to hours i've been listening since last week and i've been listening and listening and listening And from what I have heard, they've made some pretty good arguments in proving that Russia is in the Bible and that uh, this is supposed to be a buildup to Israel being attacked. All right? So let's look at it. I'm going to look at it tonight. Praise God. Amen. Thank God for the one that's on. Amen. Listen, we're about going for the one. Amen. Praise God. Uh, here we go. So, my brothers and my sisters, it's been said that according to, and I'm and I'm reading this, according to Ezekiel, Ezekiel thirty-eight and thirty-nine. And let me put that as a plugger. All right. So many people are basing Russia being in the Bible based off of Ezekiel 38 and 30 chapter 38 and chapter 39 All right um and when you get a chance everybody in fact uh Ezekiel 38 39 uh Revelation I'm sorry let uh, Dan, Daniel chapter 11 Uh, Verse 36 through 40 in Revelation uh, 20. All right. And what I'm going to do tonight is I'm just going to present this because it's going to be a whole lot. So people have been uh, scholars, biblical scholars have been piecing together about Russia being in the Bible. And in these passages, and that's the wrong mark. Here we go. Let me change that. All right, there we go. So Daniel chapter 11 verses 36 to 40, Ezekiel chapter 38. Uh, through chapter 39 and then revelations chapter 20 many biblical scholars uh since the 60s or 70s in america um have put inserted russia um inside of the text so let me share with you what's being said all right the word of the Lord I'm reading from Ezekiel The word of the Lord Came to me Son of man Set your face against Gog G-O-G Alright Of the land of Magog The chief priest of Meshach And Tubal Prophesy against him And say This is what the sovereign Lord says I am against you Gog Prince Chief priest of Meshach and Tubal right so in order to understand the prophecy of Ezekiel scholars have been saying that Gog, Magog and Meshach and Tubal are the key to fully understanding the prophecy according to biblical scholars Gog is a person whoever Gog is he is from the land of Magog and is the leader of Tubal and Meshach. Some translations add Rosh to the list and the confederacy of other nations, Persia, Cush, Put, uh, Gomer, and Beth uh, to Gomer. And that's in Ezekiel 38, five through six. And who, whoever he is, he will have plans to attack a peaceful, unsuspecting people, Israel. You can find that in verses 11, 14, and 18 of Ezekiel. But regardless of God's plan, the Lord God, God is against him and will defeat him soundly. May God is a land in the far north from Israel's point of view. All right. Do y'all understand that? So what they're saying is. Is that let me go back make sure I got it. May God, is north of Israel so since Magog is north of Israel what they are saying is is that Magog has to be Russia now this is what uh, biblical uh, commentators and scholars are saying they're saying right They're taking the map of today And if you look at Israel There are countries that surround Israel Got Cush, got Put Got all these countries Surrounding countries According to Revelations Right? After the devil is released After the thousand year uh, uh, reign of the king The devil is supposed to be released There's an invasion that's supposed to come From the four corners and they're supposed to attack Israel So what, what, What's going on And In layman's terms What are they trying to say They're trying to insert That Russia Is trying to build back up That supremacy that they once had Their dominance And eventually They're going to turn their attentions To Israel now, this is what I am hearing. All right. Let me keep going. Most Bible commentators interpret Magog as Russia, and indeed, Russia is straight north of Israel. So this is how they get their logic. Let me see if I can pull up a map. All right. So they are saying... Since uh, They're saying That Israel North of Israel Is Magog Here we go Good evening Sister Perry Taking my time tonight Because The question was asked Is Russia In the Bible All right So, what we covered is is that many scholars are saying Magog in Ezekiel 38 is Russia. All right. And they're arriving to that based off of the current geography of today, today's map. All right. So, they're saying Magog. is the land far north From Israel's view In that Because Magog Whoever Gog is And we'll talk about that Magog and his leader Of Tubal and Meshach The translation that they're Saying is Rosh Which leads them to believe That that is Russia So now Megah is a land in the far north. So the attack on Israel after the thousand-year reign that's going on, they're saying that the attack from the north, the attack is coming from the north of Israel. And according to today's map, uh, uh, according to uh, today's um, map, Israel, north of Israel, is supposed to be Russia. All right. And so, according to this view, Rosh is a reference to Russia. Meshach is either Moscow or the people north of the Black Sea. And Tubal, which is always listed as Meshach in scripture, is identified as a a city in Sibria. uh Sebria or in the area of central Turkey. Others see Magog as a general term used in uh, Ezekiel days to identify barbarians living north uh, and living near the Black uh, Seas. Regardless of the exact locations of Magog, Tubal, and Meshach, there is no doubt that the general area includes portions of Russia and the former Soviet Union and possibly some Arab countries. So now uh, they're saying, yes, the Bible does mention Russia. I've, although not by that same name. So you're not going to see Russia, Russia. You're not going to see that in Ezekiel 38. But it, they're saying that Ezekiel 38 through 39 definitely referred to a nation coming from the northern Asia to attack Israel. After the Cold War, Russia lost its superpower status, making the fulfillment of Ezekiel seem unlikely in some people's eyes. However, recent events, the attack on Ukraine, have shown that Russia is gaining strength, and many people believe that the invasion of Ukraine is just the first step in Russia's plan to restore its dominance in that hemisphere. It is also interesting to note that in the uh, Soviet era, Moscow was solidly aligned with several Muslim countries in opposition to Israel. Since the breakup of the Soviet Union, Russia has continued to make overturns to the Muslim world. According to the Bible, there will come a time when Russia, in alliance with several other countries, will amass a huge army attack against Israel with the view to plunder the Jews' land. The nations aligned with Russia For the military endeavor Are Persia, which is Modern day Iran Put, which is modern day Libya Kush, which is Modern day Sudan And Goma, which is part of Modern day Turkey These surrounding areas Are supposed to help lead The attack And so we have been hearing. God bless you. Good evening, Sister Galloway. So now, according to most Bible scholars, according to most commentators, they are saying that indeed, Russia is in the Bible. It's very clear that Maga is north of Israel. Maga refers to um uh, Russia, because the translation comes in is Rosh, which refers to Russia. And so my brothers and my sisters, I'm presenting this tonight because now I've been hearing this. I've been reading all of this. I have been uh, studying. All of this. And so. After reading and studying for myself. Uh, Oh, let me keep Let me just read this part Some commentators believe that this war Is one of the events leading up to the beginning Of the tribulation Others believe it will concur Occur close to the midpoint of the tribulation Since Israel will be dwelling Without walls and having neither bars nor gates So in other words The Lord is going to allow the enemy To go and attack Israel But They're going to defeat Israel. Now, many people are saying that Russia is being talked about in chapter 38 and chapter 39. Chapter 39 just says how the destruction is going to happen, what's going to happen, what's going to take place, all of that, and et cetera, if you want to read that. All right. And I'm encouraging everybody to go back and read Daniel chapter 11, verses 36 through 40. Ezekiel 38 and 39 and Revelation 20, because all of them have a connection to each other pertaining to the end of times, eschatology. All right. So, according to most biblical scholars and according to most um, people that are out here today, they are saying, Rosh. Magog, the interpretation that is pointing to Russia, and they are alluding to Russia is trying to take over Ukraine, Russia is trying to rose back to that dominance, and so this is what I have been hearing for the past week. All right now. Let me share this because I'm not in the spirit of arguing Or trying to prove somebody wrong But just being a student Of the word With the evidence that they have pointed out That the attack on Israel According to Ezekiel 38-39 Because the attack supposed to come from the north Is pointing to modern day Russia Alright, Magog The interpretation Rosh, so the assumption Is That's Russia Alright Here I am in the church Ministries, we just got Done discussing uh, In our last life study And the last life study was intense, I don't know about y'all Um But the last life study was intense We had an interesting conversation about translations, my brothers and my sisters. We talked about the Dead Sea Scrolls. We talked about the Septuagint. The Septuagint. The Dead Sea Scrolls, number one, is the oldest translation of the Hebrew Bible. All right. Then after... The Dead Sea Scrolls, which was found in caves. Septuagint, which is the translation of the Old Testament from. uh, From Hebrew to Greek. All right. Y'all with me? Because we need to know this information for where I'm heading us tonight. I'm going to give you guys and I might do a part two to this. I don't know. But I want everybody to look at these uh, four passages of scripture in your own time. All right? Okay. The Dead Sea Scrolls, you really want to compare, like, you want to compare scriptures to the Dead Sea Scrolls. Septuagint, the Old Testament translation of the Old Testament. And from Hebrew to Greek Because The culture at that time ended up changing So the language changed So Hebrews started speaking Greek And couldn't understand the text So the translation had to take place Then you have the Masoretic text All right, Translations matter And I can't wait to talk about In the upcoming Life study about Uh, Spiritual warfare Because I do want to say this And I'm going to offer this to each and every one of you Translations Is a part of spiritual warfare Why do you say that? Because if you don't get The accurate Words the interpretation and the understanding of that passage may not be accurate. So, this is why <clears throat> I'm constantly studying from different translations. I'm seeing what word are they using? All right. Sorry about that. So I'm I'm constantly interested in that because. Uh, I, I remember people like, why you want to learn about interpretations? You don't need to know about Greek and words and translation. Just read the word and then that's it. And, I, <clears throat> and and I'm sorry, that was not my training. I was like, no. Translation matter, words matter. And for the folks that want to argue that it don't matter, it's because most of the time it could be not an attack, just an observation. Because there's a lack of understanding. Words do matter. So with Magog being north of Israel, according to our map today, that's Russia. However, my brothers and my sisters, the reason why I'm bringing up translation, words are important. But then also my brothers and my sisters, I want you to understand that to interpret text, you have to be careful with and this is important. This is a part of spiritual warfare and many people do not take this serious in spiritual warfare. But we can't use the context of our day today to interpret the Word of God. Here's why. Whoa, 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 whoa. Once we get the understanding of the original context, then the spirit can minister to our context of today. But if we use elements from our day and we're placing it inside of the text. Then we can potentially miss out on what's going on in the text. So important. Here here we go. Harvest season, my brothers and sisters, according to the Bible. Is around springtime. Harvest season, according to our times. Is fall time, which is around October however and I remember I remember uh teaching and people say everybody know harvest time is in the fall so you don't know what you're talking about and I'm like no uh when they took that position uh towards me I said no you don't know what you're talking about because I'm not I'm not looking through my lens to understand what was going on there I basically have to go back according to their customs and their times to understand the context. But most of us stay within our framework. Can I tell you something? The world map as we know it right now, it has been configured so many times. It has changed so many times. And so when they come to the biblical understanding, and this is important, Lord have mercy. When it comes to the biblical understanding We cannot afford to use The maps of today Versus the maps Back in those times Because if we use the maps Of today Compared to the maps In their times We're going to miss out Now yes I agree About Um um, the different countries and their names today, uh, Kush being modern day Sudan Put being modern day Libya, uh, Gomer being a uh, part of modern day Turkey. I agree with that. Persia being modern day Iran. I agree with that. All right, however, if you use the maps and see and study in the word. Maps are important Geographical locations are important So in your interpretation In developing the hermeneutic Understanding the location is so important Understanding words are so important So because of today's map We're looking at Ezekiel 38 And 39 As literal Today's The surrounding countries that I just named They are surrounding Israel So now many people have uh, 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 Made Uh, the suggestion they have offered up that uh, these countries, Muslim, they're going to come up against Israel after the thousand-year reign. Revelation 20 connects with that. They're going to come up against, but Yahweh God is going to defeat them. We got that. However, my brothers and my sisters, because I have to offer this to you, Uh, And I've listened to a whole lot of people And then I had to go do some research myself I said, well, let me go read myself To see what's going on Is this possibly Russia in the text? So Read what Ezekiel 38, 39 had to read And I told you, my brothers and my sisters Words are important Now, it was around the 60s and the 70s, I believe, that was after World War II had ended, I believe, that Russia became the villain in a lot of evangelical circles in Bible scholars' mind. And so they had arrived to the conclusion that Russia was being talked about in the Bible. And so, uh, that was an article that I I read and, and, uh, let me say this because people will misinterpret things and I don't want nobody to misinterpret anything. I'm not advocating for Russia. What Russia is doing, I'm, I'm totally against. When you have to kill people, when, um, you're destroying, uh, things to try to get your way, you're trying to reclaim. I don't like that. I don't advocate that this article that i want to suggest that uh you read uh is called uh do we owe russia an apology all right do we owe russia an apology and i'm actually put the link in the comment section all right so it's interesting. Those that want to read it's about fourteen pages, <clears throat> fifteen pages. All right. I'm gonna give you the mini skirt version of everything. All right. So when they talk about and you and, and, and guess what you're gonna be able to Google. And most sites are going to agree that according to Ezekiel 38 and 39, uh, Magog is Russia. Magog, Rosh, which was added to the translation. They're saying that's Russia, Rosh, Russ, Rosh. So they assume that it's talking about Russia. So now uh, what people are saying today is that this is a buildup of what's to come in Ezekiel 38 through 39. If you go back to Daniel chapter 11, they talk about the forces of the North becomes very strong. Ezekiel 38, 39 is talking about uh, Gog and they're saying Gog is a person. That's what they say. Revelation 20, after Satan is released from prison for a thousand years, he's going to be released back into the earth. And then God is going to uh, gather armies from four corners on earth to go up against Israel, to disrupt Israel. And they're saying that this is in fact Russia's doing. So today, Russia attacking Ukraine is supposed to be the the start of the fulfillment Of Ezekiel 38 through 39 And so I've done some research I, I, I've done some research Right And according to the research that I have done uh, There's a book that I, I will Um um, I'll put in the comment section that you uh, possibly order. Uh reversing Herman Um by Dr. Michael Eiser. All right. Book the... Love Dr. Michael Heiser's literary work um, because in his approach to the biblical text, it's now filtered through traditions and systems. Love it. And so there's a lot of pitfalls and errors, according to uh, Dr. Michael Heiser. Uh, And he uses uh, other authors and scholars To convey this point. All right. So I told you that the interpretation of Russia being in Ezekiel 38 through 39, that started around the 60s and the 70s. However, because they said the attacks are supposed to come north of Israel, they assume that is Russia because they're looking at our map of today. However, you cannot neglect the spiritual aspect that there is a spiritual war that's going on. So a lot of times when we look at the text, we see the natural, and I tell people all the time, looking at text, look at at it from the natural, but also look at it from the spiritual as well. All right? But to get the proper context of it, had to do some homework. And I got to tell you guys, this challenged me. All right. So he presents the pitfalls of God. Now, apparently, there was a mistranslation in the Septuagint in Ezekiel chapter 38 and 39. Of Gog, the Septuagint in many places is not consistent. Here, here's why. Because they're saying, according to Doctor Michael Heiser, and let me make sure I got this right. There mm-hmm. we go. So. In some parts of the Septuagint Which is the Greek translation Of the Old Testament That in Ezekiel 38-39 Is rendered Gog When in fact According to The Sea Scrolls Instead of it being Called Gog It's supposed to be called Og It's going to make sense in a minute. All right. And so he makes the argument and he proves the point. That there are so many and indefensible and incoherent problems with connecting. Nisi Rosh, Rosh to Russia. Because according to the Hebrew syntax, because he went back to the original, he went back to the Hebrew. All right. He went back to the Hebrew. and He says the phrase Nisi Rosh, which many people are saying that's Russia. I told you it started in the 60s and 70s. According to the study, the linguistic study, Nisi Rosh is Gog, the prince, the chief of Meshach and Tubal. And uh, a second render of that is Gog Chief Priest. So both options translate Rosh as chief. So Rosh does not refer to Russia. Rosh refers to chief according to the Hebrew Rosh was placed in there around the sixties and the seventies. So Russia has no exogenical basis according to Hebrew grammar, none whatsoever. Because if you ask the Jew, And this is according to Second Temple uh, literature. Russia is not going to come up. It's just not. All right. So many people have been saying that. So the Septuagint translator of Ezekiel Also misunderstood the grammatical limitations Of Nisi Rosh Leading to several mistakes in translation So, and, and we have showed you At I Am The Church Ministries About translations and all of that Where there was errors and mistakes That the translators When they could not understand something They added something They, they, they put that like what, what they understood and these were scholars. Common mistake. Many people think because you may be ruled as a scholar that you don't error, and that's not the case. All right. So wait a minute. We'll answer this because we're almost done. Because now, according to the Hebrew grammar, "Rosh" is not referring to Russia is referring to chief So when you hear about Russia being in the biblical prophecy I would highly recommend that you do an extensive search on Rosh That was that 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 did not connect to Russia and it makes total sense Because the Hebrews Understand the Israelite And what they understood Russia was not even in the equation So how could Rosh Point to Russia That's one thing Alright Well preacher wait a minute Because they said the attack was coming from up north. So north of Israel is supposed to be Russia. So it got to be Russia, right? You think so? Because now, are you looking from today's map? Because a lot of Israel's attacks came from the north. Come on, you got to research in the word. Come on now. So. When it talks about the north it's not talking about from our map that we use today. All right. Well, what is it talking about? One certainty arises out of this uh, messiness. At least some Second Temple Jews were comfortable associating God with the giant of Bashan slash Hermon and the great eschatological enemy. Question is why? So, what they're saying is is that the Second Temple Jews were comfortable with associating God, Ezekiel 38-39 Revelation 20 with the giant of Bashan and Hermon. Now, come on, y'all, life study. What happened at Bashan slash Hermon? This is where the sons of God came up with the plan to make their own human line, And it's in Genesis chapter 6. The word says... That they came together, agreed to this treaty, and the sons of God slept with the daughters of man. So God is supposed to be a giant. Bashan, Hermon, y'all do know that this is the same place. Jesus asked the question, who do men say that I am? Some say Elijah, some say John the Baptist, some say Jeremiah. But who do you say that I am? That what the Christ Peter says, son of the living God. It's in the same place where the sons of God came together to make this treaty, to go forth, to make their own human line. And they slept with the daughters of, of, of men and they ended up creating Nephilim and Nephilim are giants. I'm in trouble, Mm, mm, y'all. I'm in trouble. I know I am. So, in terms of the physical geography, the region of Bashan constituted the northern limits of the Promised Land. Biblical people know, uh, people, of course, knew their enemy cities and people beyond Hermon. It is of no small consequence that when enemies from the northern regions invade the land of Israel, they came from the north. The physical north, therefore, was associated with the terror of tyrants bent on Israel destruction. So the word north in Hebrew is tasafun. It refers to one of the common directional points. But because of what Israelites believe lurked in the north, the word came to signify something otherworldly. The most obvious example is Bashan, Hermann. We've devoted a great deal of attention to the connection of that place with the realm of the dead and with the giant clan. Populations like uh, Rephium. Rafahim, I'm sorry whose ancestry was considered to derive from enemy divine beings Bashan was also associated with mount hermon the place where in jewish theology the rebellious sons of god in genesis chapter 6 descended to commit their act of treason so i told you that ezekiel 38 through 39 There's many debates all around. There's many arguments about it. However, the attack from the north has to do with Baal. Baal is an enemy of Yahweh. So the prophetic... Description in Ezekiel 38, uh, 39 of the invasion of Gog in the land of Magog is well known in the subject of, of much in, interpretive dispute. So many scholars have focused on the literal geographic aspects of this phrasing. So literally they're saying Russia. But they're not considering the geographical location back then. So now when they look into inside, and this is where he gets it from the Ugaric and the Canaanite, Religion with Baal, Lord of the Dead, God would have been perceived as either a figure empowered by supernatural evil or an evil, uh, quasi divine figure from the supernatural world bent on the destruction of God's people. A supernatural enemy in the end times would be expected to come from the seat of Baal's authority. The supernatural world realm of the dead, located in the heights of the north, Gog is expl- explicitly described in such terms. So, significantly, it is the king of the north being described in these verses. Gog is the same as described in the same terms. So, Gog, my brothers and my sisters from Baal. So, when people are saying or suggesting that this is Russia, I would say, do your homework. But after doing much extensive work and research of this, and don't just Google it and say, oh, it's right here in Google. So, you know, because you, you got to test Google. You got to do some digging. And go back to the original meaning of rush. Is not Russia. So, as we see this, does this have anything to do with biblical prophecy of Russia attacking Ukraine? I will say no. Mm -mm. Now, Jesus says in Matthew chapter 24 that there should be rumors of wars, there should be famines, there should be earthquakes. Uh, but yet, uh, these are not the, uh, these, uh, uh, is not the end yet. These are nothing but birthing pains. My brothers and my sisters, we're going through a lot of birthing pains. Can I help y'all with this? There's been rumors of wars for centuries. There's been earthquakes for centuries. There have been famines for centuries. So to make this fit, I will say. It is inaccurate. So is Russia a part of biblical prophecy? No. Not at all. Nope, not at all. What's going on, Minister Mike? There are many people that are teaching that. This is not and I and I get the intentions, but make sure you filter your understanding away from the systematic traditions. Because Rosh is not Russia, it means chief in the Hebrew grammar. It does not mean Russia. So when people are offering the whole, is Russia. Uh, part of the biblical prophecy uh with Russia uh, trying to take over Ukraine and try to regain its dominance and all of that so it can eventually attack uh, Israel because the attacks is coming from the north. No, that is absolutely incorrect. The attacks from Israel came from up north, but located in the north was Baal. Baal is an enemy of Yahweh. And what God said, I believe it's in Psalm 83. Lord have mercy. I think it's Psalm 83. I think it's Psalm 83. Let me see. Oh. Uh, or is it Psalm 82? anyway i think it's in ezekiel because this is the point when he allowed those armies to get big to come up against it's in ezekiel 38 thank you when he allows that to happen he's going to defeat them israel is going to be like hey vulnerable but they're going to be always up under god's protection he's going to allow them to come in and uh try to attack and guess what god gonna do and god is going to defeat them you can find that in ezekiel 38 but this is not referring to Russia. This is not referring to Russia at all. And I know that there's many people that saying we explained up north. Up north, most of the attacks of Israel came from the north. Baal. North. So don't look at the text from our literal standpoint of today. Mm -mm. But as you're looking at text, you got to look through the lens of the Israelite at that time of a second temple Jew. So I just wanted to Put that out there, my brothers and my sisters. We are praying for our brothers and sisters in Ukraine. That is very important. Right? Um, for those that just tuned in, hopefully you'll catch the replay. But I know there's a lot of teaching out there that's talking about uh Russia being part of the biblical prophecy, and Russia right now is fulfilling prophecy. I happen to disagree with that. Because the Bible does not. Mention Russia, and to say "Rosh," well, it's supposed to be North, so that makes sense. You cannot look at today's map and interpret that. You will, you will be off. You can't look at today's map and compare it to uh, the text of back then. Here's why it's inaccurate: because the world map has changed so many times. I think originally it's like, don't quote me on this. I think it's like two continents, but now we have so many continents now, but the map has been reconfigured. So if you're looking at it from that standpoint, for a lot of people, and I know what y'all are going to do. Well, up North, that's Russia. No, you can't understand it from our map of today. Yes, the attack, the uh, enemy is going to become real strong in the north, but it ain't talking about Russia. Magog, Rosh, Nisi Rosh. No, chief, that's what that means, not Russia. I told you in the 60s and the 70s, because Russia was a villain at the time to the world. And what the evangelicals did was, Rosh, that's Russia. So you want to be careful, my brothers and my sisters, you will hear this a whole lot. I've been hearing it uh, for a week. And I had to go do some research. And after further review, I've came to the conclusion that Russia is not in the Bible. But don't take my word at it. I have given you my resources So that you can go and do the research for yourself. Don't take my word at it. Amen. I believe that you should go and look it up for yourself. That is so important. Because if you don't, you end up missing out. On a whole lot, but don't take my word for it. Go do the research. I encourage you. All right. Also, let me put this uh, map. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. All right. Those articles show and again, um, and I'll put this as a resource in the comment section and y'all can look at my resources. But Russia is not in the Bible. All right. Uh, for some reason, um, Facebook hasn't allowed me to I'm gonna put it again and see what happens. Actually, it's not in the Bible. But you will hear that from a lot of people. You will read that from a lot of articles. However, I will challenge each and every one of you. Go back. Do a word search. Compare it. Weigh it. This is why we talk about translations. God bless you, Minister Mike. So important that we do this. All right. Well, there's people talking about some, well, this is the sign of the end of the times and uh, we're going through it. And um, hey, this is where we at. Are you sure? Well, look at all these wars and rumors of wars and look at all these earthquakes. Look at the pandemic. Look at all of this. Jesus spoke that these things was happening. But look, these are nothing but birthing pains. That's all. And we're going through birthing pains right now. So, listen, that's all I intend to give you tonight. I pray that you will go and search it for yourself. All right. Again, if you put in Russia in the Bible, you Google it, it's gonna come up because a lot of people agree to that. Do the word search. Look up Rosh. Rosh is not. And I'm I'm putting it up here. Rosh. Mm-mm. The accurate translation of Rosh is chief, not Russia. okay so look it up for yourself we can have further dialogue about it all right God bless you God keep you um we will see you for church school this Tuesday I mean Saturday nine o'clock God bless you God keep you